Mike, you sound you sound tired today. What's going on? Mm, jet lag, baby. You know that song, Love Shack? That's mm-hmm. what popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Jet lag, baby. <laughs> jet lag, baby. Love Shack. So clearly, I'm also a little bit kooky from the jet lag. So we've got that we've got that going on for oh, us today. That's I, nice. Where were you? Why why do you have jet lag? I don't understand. I was in Austin, Texas. Well, why didn't you tell me about it? You knew about it because you were there with me. Indeed, I, I was. I just I didn't talk. I didn't tell the internet about it. It was a secret. It was a secret trip. Well, I mean, we spoke about it once we were there, but we didn't talk about it beforehand mm-hmm. because it was my, what I would call stag do, but you would call bachelor party. Okay, I can I can, I can, can get behind stag, but stag do, that's such an odd turn of phrase to my American ears. Yeah, do, D-O, it means like party, an affair of some description. Huh. Uh, but th- this is only used. I don't know here. It's, it's, it's difficult to like. I don't even know where this comes from. Honestly, like I don't know why it's called that. Um, but it, it, but it is right. Like people use it. I don't know if this is like a just a uh, an English thing or like maybe it's just a part of English thing. I don't know. I but this is just kind of the way I have always heard stag do and hen do since I've been a little kid. Hmm. As the the two parties because that's what it is it's stag and hen yeah i knew that bachelor and bachelorette mm-hmm. i also don't understand why it's stag and hen um <laughs> because that also makes not a lot of sense <laughs> true um because it's doe right isn't that that's what you call female deer yes because stags are deers right i believe that's correct i'm not 100 percent so sure why is it not right. but and like doe do sounds funny <laughs> fair point maybe that's why but I don't make up the rules. Indeed. Um, I just I just live within them. And we went to Austin, Texas, and I brought a, a collection of uh, the UK contingent with me over to Austin because I felt it was easier to ask that of like five people than to ask like 10 or 11 people to come to London again and then to come to London again uh, in, within a short period of time. I am not married. <laughs> um, this was a thing that a lot of people I'm, I'm thinking quite rightly assumed that I was also getting married at the same time right okay um, right 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 the wedding is still not very soon it's coming up very like for me what feels very soon <laughs> but we still have a, a, a significant period of time uh, WWDC will be happening before all of it that's why I did my bachelor party in May so it gave us enough time away from any other trips before we even considered getting married. So we went to Austin, Texas, because I had two places that I proposed to my my team of best men, um, <laughs> which were Austin and Nashville. And my reasons for this were that these are two places I want to visit because of vibe of some description, either like food or like a cool vibe or like just looks like a cool place. But don't think that I will have any business reason to take me to these places. Because that's how I've seen a lot of places that I've wanted to see, is that there's a business reason to take me there and it makes me happy. Uh, But I don't foresee that for Austin. You know, lots of people say, what about South by Southwest? South by Southwest has nothing for me anymore, I don't think. Right? South by Southwest used to have a thing for me, right? Like, if I was making these trips six or eight years ago, I would have gone to South by Southwest because South by Southwest Interactive was really much more important, I think, uh, to what I enjoy in technology to what it is now in technology, right? I think it's it's slightly changed. I mean, who knows? Honestly, I feel like South by Southwest could have a pretty cool podcasting contingent maybe at some point in the future, but I don't know that's the case. So uh, there were other things that I wanted as part of my trip, and it was deemed that Austin would be the most appropriate for that. So that was where we went. Yep, so there was, what, 15-ish of us, give or take a couple? I think at its peak, there were 17, I think, but mm-hmm. not everybody could stay the whole time. Righto. So there were about 15 of us, and what was it? It was like seven or so were from the UK? Is that right? Yeah, but... My point is it was roughly two, half and half. Yeah, two of them were already in America for other things anyway, or could couple it with other trips, right? So it made it made it easier for them, but yeah. But yeah, but it was about half. But you know, the, the, again, like the reason is because they're not going back to America for the wedding, right? right. right. 
which it just felt unfair of me to ask people to come to London and then again to come to London. Yeah, the likelihood of me having participated if this was across the pond, it was well, quickly this approaching it, right? zero. Yeah, I knew a lot of people would bail on one or the other, and I don't want that. So we we actually, I only had a couple of people that couldn't make uh, the party, and they were they had very valid reasons why, and it wouldn't have mattered where it was in the world; they just wouldn't have been able to make it. So, right. and we actually, it was only like two or three people that were invited that didn't, couldn't make it, which was great. I was really happy about that. Um, again the whole the whole experience made me feel very loved as a person uh which was obviously a nice feeling to have you know yeah i mean obviously it's a it's a vacation for everyone but nevertheless it is it is we are, we were all coming together specifically for you and if you wanted to go to nashville we'd be going to nashville if you wanted to go to the middle of nowhere you know, in whatever state, then we would have gone there too. And the point was to hang with you and to some degree to hang with each other. But, you know, not everyone knew each other. Um, nope. You know, we there. I would say probably two thirds of us knew each other, but but the last third didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, and I have to say... I knew everyone. <laughs> well, you know, the good thing, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it actually, I, I really enjoyed getting to meet uh, your brothers, both of whom attended, which was awesome. And uh, a couple of your friends from uh, from the UK, uh, all of whom were, were super nice. And, and that was a relief because you never really know how that's going to work out, especially since, you know, it was kind of implicitly clicky and not by design. But, you know, a lot of us, like I just said, knew each other from podcasting and, you know, Apple stuff and whatever. But then there was a handful that that you know that group which i include myself in had never really interacted with and you never know how that's going to turn out right you know you never know if it's going to be that you know i'm just going to talk to jason the whole trip and everyone else is ignored you know or whatever the case may be and i would never talk to your brothers and i would never talk to your other friends and 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 to my eyes that wasn't the case at all i'm sure it happened from time to time but you know generally speaking there's an element of it like when it comes to sitting down at a dinner table or whatever that people might be more inclined to sit with the people they know the most Mm. But I was genuinely surprised and pleasantly surprised at kind of how mixed it seemed to me, right? That, that it was more than I expected anyway, that like everyone was kind of in, getting involved and talking with other people. Like that was a concern of mine that the mixing of my friends and my family may not go as easily as I would have hoped, mm-hmm. but it it was great. I mean, it seemed like everyone got on really well together and everybody had a good time. Um, there was only there was only one fight which drew blood, so that was between me and you. <laughs> Aside from that, you know, everything was good. Casey made too many England jokes, and I, I jumped him. Yeah, it's true. It is absolutely true. Actually, it is funny though because anytime I've been in a mixed environment of Americans and and anyone that's more interesting than Americans, which is to say, basically everyone, uh, it always ends up. And maybe this is partially my own doing, but it always ends up that there are a lot of conversations about our various cultures and and the differences between them. Uh, at one point, I was sitting next to Jeremy Burge at uh at di- at the Last Supper, if you will, and uh, he had asked me if if he if I minded if he had one of my prawns, and that's because I was having a uh, a shrimp taco for or a couple of shrimp tacos for dinner and i had eaten way too many snacks prior to that like or appetizers i should say and i was just stuffed and it was clear i was not eating that mm-hmm. shrimp taco and I, I was pleased that jeremy had the where had the had the gumption to ask me hey do you mind if i have that but he asked me for a prawn and i genuinely had no idea what he was talking about until i had to think about it for a second oh 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 i think that's their word for shrimp right okay and so of course that leads to a conversation about what is a prawn versus what is a shrimp etc cetera, etc cetera. and this went on basically on and off the entire time but I, I like to think I kept it under control. As much as I give you a hard time, I, I think I was... You did, actually. Yeah, see? And my belief is that you were, at some points, outnumbered. Right? <laughs> like, depending true. on where you were, you were outnumbered. And my other thought was, is that uh, my younger brother is significantly bigger than you. And that I is that might that, that might temper things down a little bit. That is both true and not a very high bar, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, I, I don't want to I don't want to ruin anyone's opsec, so I, I won't use names unless you tell me it's okay. But suffice to say, your younger brother is what like six six or something like that, and two hundred fifty pounds, six foot seven. Yeah. yeah, so he's a he's a big he's a big old boy. Is that one? Yeah, and that's uh, very it, true. it was funny because we went go karting uh, as one of our activities, and it was really easy to spot my brother in the helmet because he was the guy <laughs> whose knees were at his shoulders right. whilst everybody else was a lot more comfortable in the go-karts but it was a fun time oh it was the best time i one of the great things about this is i have a, an incredible group of friends whom i love very dearly 
and have, have gotten to know some people varying degrees, you know, depending on how much time I've spent with them, right? I felt like I know everyone pretty well, like very well now, and, and some people I've spent more time with and that kind of thing. But something that I have yet to share with with all but a very small handful of these people is being able to do what I consider normal friend things, mm-hmm. right? Just like normal things that a friend would do, you know, like go out and get a little bit drunk together, you know, <laughs> do something that means that everyone's screaming and shouting, do some kind of activity, right? Or, or just like hang out. And we don't really get to do a lot of that stuff because the majority of times that we will see each other, there are obligations of some description, which could be like such and such person is giving a talk. So they're in like a a strange mindset or like we're doing it whilst at a meetup, which means that you can't really be your complete self because you're also like trying your best to entertain the people that are there. Right. You know, and you're like, you're trying to be the life of the party when you may not be if you were just sitting at a bar. You may just be hanging out and just letting other people talk, right? But, or, you know, we could be at a coffee shop or we could be at a bar, but, like, I don't ever want to get drunk when I'm in San Jose, right? That's mm-hmm. not a thing that I want to do because I'm also around people that know who I am. Right, right. You, so, like, I don't want to get silly. Right. You can't do it with impunity. Exactly. Right. Um, or immunity. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, know. too. So, you know, there are, just, there are just certain things that, as a group of friends, we don't get the opportunity to do very often. And that was why I valued that week so greatly, is that we were just, we were doing a bunch of silly things and... We just got to enjoy that as a as a as a group as a group of friends, um, and that I you know I enjoyed that I enjoyed that greatly. They, of, yeah. of course, there were always people that I wanted to attend that couldn't attend, or et cetera, et cetera. Right? Like it it wasn't everyone that I care about, and there are various reasons why people can can't would would not attend. Um, but I am also with with the majority of those people. I'm I've considered myself happy with the fact that I do get to spend that kind of this kind of time with them more frequently anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good right like to be able to spend that time where you're just being regular people living your regular lives without there also being an environment where you're surrounded by people that know you which is not normal yeah right it's, it's, that is not a normal that is not a normal human being thing to do it is a <laughs> it is another part of my life that I value so greatly, you know, like these are the two things that I probably value most in in my personal life, right? Good friends and being able to be friends with people and also being in the position where there are times where I can go to a place and I'm recognized by people just because of their affection for the work that I do like that. That is also something that I value so highly but sometimes those two things can conflict with each other in mm-hmm. weird and wonderful ways. Absolutely right. Yeah. And it's, the thing of it is, is that oh. like when we do the WWDC trip, it is in many ways a vacation, but it's definitely also work too. You know, even mm-hmm. if we're hanging out with each other, and maybe this is my own hang up, but I always feel like the clock is ticking, either because there's. Uh, a session I want to go to, or there's another meeting I've already scheduled, or there's an event in the evening that I really need to get to. You know what I mean? Like, so even though I'm trying my best to live in the moment and I'm not talking about in the like checking Twitter kind of way of like ignoring the moment I'm talking about, I always need to be aware of what the time is because there's always something happening later, even if it's just bedtime. So I'm not utterly ruined tomorrow. You know what I mean? There's always like a, like a, a, a TikTok in the back of my head at WWDC. And so it was really lovely for this trip to have a mostly wide open schedule. Generally speaking, um, Stephen and crew had planned like one or two or maybe three events over the course of the day. But there was plenty of time around that to just kind of meander through these events or kind of like you know waft through austin if you will like a like a like a breeze and just kind of take it all easy and that was very refreshing as well not always having to feel like 
if I'm not making the most of this very moment, I'm I'm doing somebody else a disservice because I'm not meeting up with them or, you know, I'm missing out on a session or whatever the case may be. Let's take a break. Sounds good. Today's show is brought to you in part by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month. And with that, you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers who are all serviced by a friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat over IRC in the Linode community whenever you want, wherever you want. They know how important it is to help get you the help that you need, right? They want to make sure that they are there if you have queries, if you have questions, if you have problems. But if you're the type of person, and there are many of us, that want to get that help without ever interacting with another human being, they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentations as well to give you a reference and also to give you something to dig through um, if if you just want to get the knowledge uh, that you want without ever having to speak to someone. So it's all it's all there if you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel will also allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And they feature two-factor authentication as well to help keep everything safe for you. Linode has amazing pricing options available. They have plans that start with a gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month. And they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM as well. So you can get everything that you need there. As a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash analog, that is L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog, you'll be supporting this show and also getting yourself $20 towards any Linode plan. If you sign up for the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's going to get you four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go try it out today. Learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit by going to linode.com slash analog or use the promo code analog2018 at checkout. Our thanks to Linode for their amazing support of this show and relay fm so as well as all the cool chill hang times there was also food food was one of the big reasons why i wanted to go to austin and austin did not disappoint with its food um i was very very pleased with the food selections in austin texas <laughs> as it turns it was out amazing. yeah austin. Uh, mexican food is is a is a hot it's ranked very highly along with pizza as two of my favorite food groups. Um, and uh, yes, I consider pizza and, and Mexican food groups. And I was not disappointed by any stretch of the imagination. We had great food throughout. There was a couple of incredible Mexican things that we tried. I tried ice cream from a place called Amy's Ice Cream. They have a flavor called Mexican Vanilla, which blew my socks off. It was so good. What oh, was my this? God, it was so good. Um, this was on the day that everybody left. Oh, okay. Uh, me and my friend... But basically, one of the people I've known for the longest in my entire life, his name is Terry. He was my first ever co podcast co-host. Uh, but me and Terry have known each other for 16 years, um, which is, as we have realized, more than half of our lives now. Mm -hmm. And um, me and Terry had a romantic day together. <laughs> <laughs> we went and had uh, tacos at Torchy's Tacos. And then we walked down uh, this street and got ice cream uh, from Amy's uh, Ice Cream place i don't think it was like amy's like it's a brand called amy's like it's not like it was one person called amy and they had this one ice cream place and like we knew them mm -hmm. they even had it in the airport which i thought was kind of funny um but yeah we i really wanted to get breakfast tacos which wasn't something that i had done until that point and we did that uh, i was very pleased to see that torchy serves breakfast tacos all day which was good because it wasn't should. breakfast when we got there mm -hmm. um and yeah i'd loved the food the mexican was amazing I had pizza that was amazing. We had incredible donuts, amazing barbecue. It was like it was one of the reasons I wanted to go and Austin did not disappoint. Like I think everything I ate there was incredible. Like and it really helped because the Studio Neat guys uh, are in that world, right? Like they live in Austin, they know Austin. They're like they're very used to Austin. Um so they were very good at recommending different food places for for us which was awesome that was very good dan put dan put together an amazing document yeah it, they recommended and facilitated in a lot of cases like um we had franklin's barbecue which uh dan facilitated doing a takeout order for franklin's because otherwise legend has it and i believe this to be mostly true if you would like to eat in at franklin's for lunch According to anyone I've ever spoken to about it, including Tom and Dan, uh, you have to line up at like something around eight in the morning in order to be seated at a reasonable hour for lunch. That's how 
bananas people go for this barbecue. But if you do a takeout order, uh, and if it's big enough, then you can skip the line, just take your order and run away. And that's exactly what Dan did. But you have to tri- order significantly in advance, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a, and it has to be a tremendous amount of meat. <laughs> we, I think we had like 15 pounds of barbecue or I, something. I think that's right. For 15 people or thereabouts. So, yeah, it was, yeah. It was absurd. And there was plenty we, left over. We ate that over a couple of sittings and there was still there was still left but it was good oh my god it was so good i am i'm actually not much of a brisket fan uh to go on a tangent here i never really met a brisket that i've liked and i really love ribs a lot and the franklin's ribs i actually didn't particularly care for but oh man that brisket was out of control oh my word it was so good yeah i didn't even eat sauce Oh, so good. Mm, yeah, I mean, I put sauce on it. I like the, the addition, but I agree. I also ate without and ate in sandwiches. Very good. Very, just very good food. Donuts from a place called Round Rock Donuts. Mm-hmm. They were also amazing. Mm-hmm. Dan was very excited about these because he's been eating them <laughs> since he was a kid. He, he was very, he, I think he was very nervous, you know, because it's always that way, right? Yep. You love something so much and you bring it to people and then they're like, ah, I don't like it. Yep. That's a terrible thing. But we already liked it. But my favorite activity, though, Casey, mm-hmm. is a thing called the pub crawler. which is also one of the weirdest things i've ever taken a part of which was where 15 of us got on this bicycle for a loose definition of bicycle yeah uh it was a moving bar basically that was powered by pedal power um there were 10 pedaling seats and five non-pedaling seats and because of some really strange laws in austin or maybe in Texas in general, it meant that we could drink on this bike, but we had to keep all the drinks on the bike. We could only be drinking when we were sitting down. If we stood up, we were breaking a law if we had a drink in our hands. And nobody, and it was all there were all these really funny little things that we had to do. But what it meant was basically we were all pedaling around um, from going to like to stopping off at some bars and just pedaling through the streets of austin through like literally on the roads you know there were cars overtaking us um and it was amazing and i loved it because everyone was getting a little bit drunk and we're all being silly <laughs> and uh tom was playing wall-to-wall bangers as he, he was, was. Our dj he was he did a tremendous job and we were all singing and laughing and screaming and pedaling and drinking. And it was amazing. It was one of these things where it was funny, where it was like, if a Relay FM listener was walking down the street at that moment <laughs> and saw that, I think they would assume they were hallucinating. Probably. Because, you know, depending on the podcast that you listen to, it could be a pretty large like folk, like group of people who shows you enjoy we're just rolling down the street on this pedal powered bar. Yep. It was that w- honestly it was one of one of my life highlight moments was that those few hours because talking about doing things that you do with friends like this was one of them. Uh because you could only get through some of this this kind of thing if you're doing it with people that you care about, I think, mm-hmm. because you kind of have to really let go and be and like be aware that you're going to be ridiculous for a couple of hours because you can't hide right like you there are lots of cars that were like honking at us most i think all of them in a good way people were waving people on the street are laughing mostly because you're going about the pace of the people on the street it's just kind of funny <laughs> where like you'd see someone and they would see you and they start laughing and then you'd realize that like two minutes later you're still kind of like level with this person uh it was all really ridiculous but like just it was amazing. I loved it. Um, and I'm so happy that we did something as silly as that. Yeah, I was um, I was reflecting upon it, uh, upon the whole trip after we came home. And I think that was my favorite part of the trip, which is funny because in the heat of the moment, I, I can't stress how difficult it is. Even if you have 10 people yeah, pedaling this bike. Hard. Like if you had even the slightest incline, even like a degree or two incline, Whoa. it was unbelievably hard to move. Really, this like upwards. there were parts where I was worried we were going to roll back down again. 
Yeah. Now, admittedly, this is also exacerbated by the fact that we're all getting fairly drunk. This is exacerbated by the fact that we're probably all out of shape. But nevertheless, um, you know, we were trying our darndest to go. And at one point, I don't remember who it is that said this, but somebody said, you know, maybe it was after the fact, actually, you know, there was there was one time when we were all going uphill and there was an old lady walking on the side of the street quicker than we were going. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It, any hill, it was getting pretty bad. There was one hill, which was a downward hill, which we took too fast, which was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> because this thing took off it and did. some like cans flew out of the back of it like <laughs> it, we went way too quick down one hill it reminded me of a roller coaster yeah. um i'm surprised we're all still alive but <laughs> me it too. was brilliant but it was tremendous but the thing of it is is that it, just like you said if you can let go of the fact that this is an inherently awkward thing to do oh my word it was so much fun and i think it was my favorite mm-hmm. moment and like my thighs were on fire for half the time i was sweaty mm-hmm. for half the time because even though it was you know a little bit later in the evening it was still it was pretty hot. pretty hot then mm-hmm. you're exercising and you're drinking beer which is not exactly a you know light drink to to consume and in so many ways you look at this and you're like nope no part of that sounds like fun i have to exercise while drinking a drink that in my case i'm not a big beer drinker and you know we're very conspicuous as we're going down the street we're clogging up traffic like every part of this on paper is wrong and oh my word it was so much fun it was so unbelievably fun and i do think that was my highlight of the week um i don't know it's it's, you have if you can't if you if you're in a position where you can stop what you're doing and look at a picture of this and I'll try to remind Mike to put it in as the chapter art so maybe you can just glance at your phone but you have to see a picture of this mobile bar bike thing like it is truly ridiculous and absurd in every measurable way but oh my gosh it was so much fun it was so much fun there was one last thing I wanted to to talk about mm-hmm. which was I realized you are very good at commanding large groups of people (laughs) i'll take that as a compliment and or taking charge in a moment where everyone is umming and Mm ahhing you know i love this about you there was just a couple of things where like something needed to be done and everyone's like "Uh," and then in comes casey and he's gonna solve it it's gonna solve it for everybody and this was a always a good thing whenever you did it right you were never being like you were never i i never felt like that you were being silly or mm-hmm. or with, like pushy. taking charge of something that nobody cared about or pushy pushy is a good way of putting it um i always felt like you were doing it at the right time um you even you even gave a toast at one moment which was funny to me too but you did that uh, which i also appreciated because you said some nice stuff but uh yeah I, I i think that this shouldn't be a surprise to people that listen because we are mostly a group of introverts, but I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think I'm an introvert. I haven't decided if I'm a straight up extrovert. Like, I don't think I am. I feel like I'm kind of, I've got a foot in each world. And And the funny thing is, it's actually very unlike me to try to, like, be the alpha male, if you will, in those sorts of situations. But I knew that I wanted you to have really great memories of this trip. And I knew that I wanted you to feel like the trip went smoothly. And I think to the best that everyone involved could, we all tried very hard in various different ways to make sure that the trip was as smooth as yeah, possible. Everyone did that. That's something you could add. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like for me, part of me facilitating that was if we're all looking at each other, you know, kind of wondering, okay, what's next? And it's a silly thing, but like half the time that I was getting a little bit bossy was we're all looking at each other at wondering who's going to call a lift to get to the next location. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a funny thing because it's, te- it's asking or telling somebody to spend money. But basically what I did was I thought to myself, well, either I haven't bought one in a while, so I'll get it. Or alternatively, alternatively I don't think that, you know, John Voorhees or someone has gotten one in the last day. So John, can you call us a lift, please? And then the next day, you know, I don't think Marco's called one in about a day. Marco, get us a lift, please. And it was stupid, stupid stuff like that. But it's it's important to keep it the group moving. moving. Mm-hmm. So um, and my toast at, at the last supper was probably terrible. I had never really planned it. But it occurred to me that this was an opportune time to just get everyone to look at you and say, you know, congrats. And, and we're here for you. And I don't even remember what I said. And I'm sure it was p- pretty terrible. But it just seemed like it was the right thing to do. And so I did it. And it was good because it meant I didn't need to do it. <laughs> you're welcome because i don't think i would have been able to get through it with without getting right? a little weepy without getting very weepy <laughs> there was a moment 
I only I only got like to that point at one moment, which was when I arrived. So when I arrived at the hotel, a small group of people, including you, walked out to the hotel, like out of the hotel to come and greet us. And that like it just hit me. It hit me right in the heart at that moment. Yeah. That all these people would come to on this trip for me, which I appreciate so greatly. Um and uh, I I love you all, and you're amazing, and thank you. Uh, it was it was it was our pleasure, and I'm glad we were able to do it. Uh, there's a couple of quick hits I'd like to do if you don't mind. Uh, we did mm-hmm. go to an arcade as a group, and as mm-hmm. you do, you start at the arcade by doing video games and pinball machines and things of that nature. But over time, we decided no no no, we need to do the stupid like carnival games like skee ball and whatnot in order to win something for mike which we did i will leave it up to you if you would like to disclose what that was but i did think the arcade trip was a lot of fun and it was kind of cool to like start and even though it was it was completely organic you know we started this this arcade trip by just playing games like i said but over time all of us kind of independently decided and and as a group then decided no we need to like pool our our money and our tickets in order to get mike something uh something fun to take home it was a bust of the Incredible Hulk. Which, at the um, time, we thought we would all sign and then send it home with you, and then we promptly forgot to sign it. But I do have it. Uh, I'm going to put a picture in the show notes, a, a great picture taken by the wonderful underscore. Um, that was a funny moment, actually, where my brothers, well, I was talking with, with underscore and them, and they, and they were like, why do you call them underscore? <laughs> and Dave says, well, my, and my Dave, Dave says, well, my name is David Smith. And they go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yeah that totally explains it right oh, yeah man. uh the other thing i'd like so, to briefly yeah. mention uh y- we all participated in uh driving go-karts which i think you may have mentioned a minute ago uh do you recall who was the victor of the uh, go-kart extravaganza casey Liss recorded the fastest time of all of us or of any lap on the go-kart track because casey Liss is a go-kart maniac. That's, <laughs> I am so pleased. We're split into two groups. I'm so pleased I was not in your group because I'm pretty <laughs> sure you will have murdered me. Because I think I was one of the slowest, which I think makes sense because I'm not obviously confident behind a wheel. Sure. Um, but yeah, you were a speed demon. I was watching you hazardously overtake many an individual <laughs> well in the very last so we each did three races and in the very last race i i had not yet scored the quickest time and your friend and and now if i be maybe so bold my friend terry um mm-hmm. was doing much better than me a big enough gap that i wasn't sure i would be able to close it now in between the second and third races uh, a different friend uh matt was was as you would say chatting up the uh or chatting to whatever it doesn't matter anyway chatting with the one of the employees discussing like strategy and whatever and so i kind of quietly moseyed over there and as it turns out there was one turn where i thought you really needed to slow down and he was like no 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 no." the employee said no 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 you can you can just stand on the gas you know the whole time and and after he said that i was like oh yeah i guess i could do it like this and like that and what that did was it dramatically improved my time and increased my speed which was a little bit alarming Mm -hmm. and so for the final race, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had behind the wheel of any vehicle because uh, Terry was in front of me for like two or three laps, and and I was just plastered to the back of him. And there were times he would pull away, but then I would get right back up against him, and oh my word, it was so much fun. And, and I'm starting to notice as we're doing these two, three, four, five laps like this, that there was a group of a couple of us, you know, the other the other heat, if you will. So it's like Mike and whoever you you had uh, driven with. So there was like just Mike maybe at first. And then there was like Mike and one of his brothers. And then the next lap is Mike, one of his brothers. And then the other brother, you know what I mean? It's so like the group is like building, watching Terry and I try to kill each other on the uh, go-kart track. Yeah, it was you guys were really going for it. It mm-hmm. was, we, I was getting a legitimately concerned, but <laughs> you both lived to tell the tale and recorded some pretty, pretty speedy times. Yeah, it was fun. So yeah, I had a wonderful bachelor party. It starts the summer of Mike. Um, summer of Mike has begun um, as I, I keep seeing all of my friends and my friends keep doing things for me which is wonderful yeah did Adina have any input or any uh, thoughts about the trip after you came home like did she have any interesting questions any thoughts she or... wants to go to Austin yeah. that's, that's what's happened she wants to go to Austin which I'm pleased about because I would like to go back there and I think that she'd enjoy it yeah I, uh, I actually lived in Austin a long long time ago when I was in middle school so I was like 10 or 12 or something like that and, and I remember I remember it fondly but I never really got involved in Austin-y things you know I just went to school hung out with friends in the neighborhood and 
you know, went mm-hmm. to sleep and that was it. But it was great to see this, this adult side of Austin that I'd never seen before where you can drink and have good food and stuff like that. So it, it was tremendous fun. Um, it was a tremendous thing to ask of all of our families, uh, particularly Erin, because, you know, she was here with a three month old and a three and a half year old, which, uh, for, for, for several days, which I, I know was not terribly fun for her. So I will publicly thank you for inviting me and for facilitating and having such awesome friends and also publicly thank Aaron for uh, putting up with the family for several days so I, could, so I could go and have have a little bit of a vacation. So thanks both of you. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move for Squarespace so that you easily create a website for your next idea and with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates and more, they are the all-in-one platform that will let you put your next idea online. No matter what the project is, no matter what type of website you need, whether you're going to need blog functionality, portfolio functionality, online store functionality, no matter what type of functionality you want, they've got the functionality to function the functions. There's nothing to install. There are no patches to worry about. There are no upgrades needed. Squarespace have got you covered. And they even have you covered with 24-7 customer support. If you need any help, Squarespace are going to be right there to help you. They can let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name as well. And all of their templates are beautifully designed. They're award-winning, as I mentioned, because they are so lovely, to help you show off your great ideas. You can start a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com slash analog and sign up right now. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but when you do sign up, use the offer code analog to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So do you want to know wedding stuff? I know we've spoken a lot about me. Do you want to know what's going on? <laughs> I would very much like to, please. Um, I actually want to start this off with a question. Okay. So this is a Relay Your Feels question, but I wanted to answer it in the wedding segment, and this question came in from Lex, and Lex asked, we're getting married in six months. So Lex and Lex's partner are getting married in six months. Do you have any tips for the guest list? It's a cliche, but it's really been the single most controversial part up until now. We're about to send out invites. How do you deal with choosing family and friends? This is incredibly difficult to do because like, my initial guest list, I believed, was going to be much longer than even the one that we've got. And we had to spend some real time thinking about this um and then of course after you start putting it together and sending out invites it grows a bit even since then and it did and we kind of got our list up to like 110 or something like that and everyone was saying to us don't worry actually it might be like 120 i think was our list and everybody was saying to us like all of the all of the people in the wedding industry is like don't worry don't worry only like 75 percent of your guests will come we have 110 people coming which i'm really happy about because honestly we have only invited the people that we want to 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 come to our wedding um (laughs) and again it's turned out to be more than we'd particularly bargained for but it's not more than we'd planned for we planned and i hope that everybody would come right but basically my only advice is just invite the people you care about like if you don't want someone to be at your wedding, don't invite them. And I know this stuff gets tricky with family and stuff like that, right? Like, I, I understand that. But really, honestly, just try your best to not have to invite anyone out of guilt would be my advice. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are some people out there that hate me now, right? Because I didn't invite <laughs> them to the wedding, but like... There's only so much I can do, especially when I'm paying a lot of money per person. So, you know, I'm not going to invite the whole world. Yeah, let me double down on your controversial answer here, which I agree with. Uh, I am of the opinion that a wedding, more than any other event, almost any other event in a person's life, is about those two people. In the case mm-hmm. of my wedding, it was about me and Aaron. In the case of your wedding, it's about you and Adina, and that's it. And anyone else is is superfluous. And so if you... If you ever feel like you're being guilted into inviting somebody, then I would say don't invite them. Like if you don't want that person there, don't invite them. And you know what? If they get in a tizzy because you didn't invite them to your wedding, that's kind of a hint they're not a great person anyway. Because I would be sad. I would be very sad if you didn't invite me to your wedding. 
But in the end of the day, it's your wedding. Like, I'm not the mm-hmm. boss of you. It's up to you who you want there. And there have been very good friends of mine who I've not been invited to their weddings because they're either extremely small or they just wanted family or whatever. What am I going to do? Have, throw a fit about it? No, I'm going to be a adult and realize that's their decision. So I agree. You know, invite the people that that you really genuinely want to be there and don't invite anyone that you don't. The only other tip I would say is... Um, uh, try to try to favor people who are more likely to be longstanding friends. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you have a bunch of work friends that you never hang out with outside of work, you, you don't necessarily need to invite them. Like I look back at my wedding and the work friends I invited, I, I cared for quite a bit, but I haven't spoken to them in like 10 years. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if for you, it's a little different, Mike, because, you know, work and, and play are kind of intermingled as we've been speaking about this whole episode. But but generally speaking, you know, if you have a bunch of really good friends at work, but you never, ever, ever see them outside of work, maybe that's a hint you don't need to invite them to the wedding. That's the only tangible tip I can give. So with your wedding, what's going on? Okay, so rings are sorted now. Excellent. has found her ring. Um, Her ring is like 1.2 millimeters thick. It's like this tiny little thing, and she has tiny hands. I'm convinced it will last five minutes, Um, (laughs) this ring, until it is lost. Because I just feel like every every time she will take this ring off, it could almost be inhaled by a mouse, (laughs) right? Like, it's just... It's beautiful. Like, it is beautiful. And I'm I'm very happy with it. I think she's found something that's going to look really good on, on her. Um, and she's been wearing some, like, trial ones mm-hmm. that this jeweler was putting together. And it looks incredible. Um, but I'm scared for how long it will, it will last. And frankly, if it gets lost, my feeling on it is, is it will be a great shame, but we can replace it. Like, right if if a wedding ring gets lost it doesn't mean that the marriage is over right that's not how wedding rings work so well steven's lost his wedding ring so many times that he'd had to take evasive action (laughs) so in his in last i heard his his marriage is still going quite strong so yeah yeah it it can be done um i don't know if i mentioned that our wedding planner was pregnant you did to me i think it was on the show i'm pretty sure it was on the show but i'm not 100 percent sure well, our wedding planner had her baby. Excellent. Was this her first, um, second, seventh? It's not her first, is okay. what I'll say. Okay. Um, but she's already back on the job. Uh, How? Which I I don't know. I mean, she told us that this would be the case that like she would she would only have to take a few days and then she could at least be back to answering emails. And they um they hired somebody else on a part time basis to kind of like to help cope with it. Um, and we were starting to deal with that person and then our plan is already sending us more things again. So we're kind of taking the cue from her, right? Like we're going to be sending emails to both of her and this other person, right? For the time <laughs> being to see, and then whoever wants to take it, will take it. I will say that I think I understand this, right? Like if I was running, uh, if I was running my own business, if I was running my own business, Casey, <laughs> um, I would also probably do something akin to this, where like there is an element of work that you can pick up, right? But not everything. Sure. Like I imagine that like our honeymoon is going to be the first time in five years that I will have sat and out of office, but I'm going to still check my email maybe once a day and get rid of a couple of things because it only makes it easier on me when I return, right? Yeah, but I'm just yeah. going to be super like super like on my own schedule right like i'll check it whenever i want to like meaning whenever i have nothing else going on you know what i expect will probably happen is that you know always falls asleep before me so like that's probably something i'll do before i go to sleep right mm-hmm. like i'll just mm-hmm. triage some email maybe reply to a couple of things delete some stuff right just so when i come back from our vacation i'm not faced with 400 emails like i just don't want that and it will fill me with anxiety which would mean i won't be able to enjoy the trip as much if i can't at least get some of it down and it's not that i want to work it's just i just want to make sure that i haven't got just a ton of stuff and also as well like i will be forwarding things to people to do on my behalf right so things can be done etc etc i did come up with what i considered to be a million dollar idea that i can't believe doesn't exist oh tell me more which is like why can't I sign up for some kind of service that, like, if you emailed me, it can send you an email and be like, Casey, like, Mike is on, uh, is, is away from the office, um, and he'll be back on such and such date. But then it will say, 
if this if you would like him to still receive this, this email, exists. this absolutely exists, but I can't think of the name of it now. Okay, I need to know about this. Then click this button because when I send an email to someone and get an out of office, I feel bad for having sent that person the email because I know the other person I can go to if they're not there, right? And I feel like a lot of people will be like that. So if that if that service exists, but also mine would be slight, maybe slightly different. Some functionality I'd like to add is like you could add in email addresses that you wouldn't want to see this because oh, there yeah. will be some people, right, where I'm still going to want to get their emails because they would be the ones that I would definitely deal with. Um, yeah, it, this yeah, isn't. I would like that. It's not exactly what you're talking about, but there's. I, I used to have it. I'm trying to find what the name of this service is called, and I can't now. But um, there, there used to be a service where, and I would assume it still exists, where basically it would auto reply to. Like, I send you an email, and it says, "Hey, it, hey, Casey, Mike's offline right now. If this is really freaking important, hit this button, and we'll let it bubble through to Mike." Otherwise, he's not going to see it for a week or two. You know what I mean? And so it wouldn't necessarily let me forward to somebody else, but it would at least tell me, hey, he's not going to see this for a while. And if you really, 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 really want to give, get this to, you know, if I really want to get this email to you, then, then okay, fine. Hit this button. I would like it. I'll have to see if I can figure out what it's called. I, I'm coming up totally blank right now, but I'll see if I can find it. We're in the process of arranging a second round of final meetings with venues. <laughs> the second final round? I expect many more rounds of final meetings because mm-hmm. um, it seems like that just keeps happening. But we're doing that, so we're just going through things. It feels like all the pieces are coming together. We ordered confetti. <laughs> confetti? Um, oh. Yeah, and it's because there are like... The place that we're in has specific rules about the types of confetti that can be used. So we figured if we just bought it, then we wouldn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if we buy confetti and give it to people, then they're going to use the specific type of confetti that is okay to be used at this place. Sure. Right? Which is like it has to be actual real petals and not paper. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right? And I think it's because of the birds. Right. Okay. Like we also can't use rice or anything. Like it has to be like super specific. So we bought this specific confetti that really. But then also, we were able to get it on color theme. Ah, nice. Right. So it's gonna look. It's gonna be on on trend uh, with the, the the color themes. But it's like all these little things, man. I feel like, I feel like my the past year of my life has been full of little things. Yeah. Like just these tiny decisions that I am excited to not have to think about. I really cannot wait for my wedding, but I also cannot wait for the day after my wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's the that is the 100% correct feeling. And yeah. I, as I've said to you many times, my wedding was one of the best days of my entire life, and yet the 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 path getting there was one of the worst slogs I've ever had to go on. <laughs> It, aside from our like venue disaster, it hasn't been bad. It's just so much stuff going on. Right? That's that's the thing that I I always struggle with this anyway. If I I get like overwhelmed very easily, and this has been it. And I have been thinking to myself, right? So I think the last I spoke about my several injury woes is that my physiotherapist now believes that this could be coming from my neck is actually the real problem. Did I? I don't know if I told you this. I don't remember. Uh, I think you did in person. I do not think this made it to the right. show. But he's thinking that it could be my neck, and that's sending pain down to my arms, right? Because it's, it's all connected. So he's thinking it might be my neck. And I'm wondering, like, am I carrying stress in my neck and shoulders? Like, is is that what this is? I don't know. But I'm wondering... And it could be the wedding because it's the only additional thing. Because so everything else, like work-wise in my life, is pretty pretty chill chill right now. Everything's going pretty well. Touch wood, knock on wood, <laughs> that kind of thing. But So I just assume that if, if it is stress that's causing this, who knows, uh, then I'm, I'm guessing that it's maybe the wedding that's doing it because it's adding in so many other things to think about in my life, you know? Sure. I, I think that very well could be it. I don't know. Well, I'm poking my neck right now and it hurts. 
<laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, yeah, Maybe yeah. it's just my finger that's broken. You know that old joke, right? Like, doctor, doctor, it hurts when I touch here, here, and here. It's like, oh, your finger's broken. <laughs> I've never heard that, actually. That's good. It, th- that joke works way better in person, so you can actually see where I poke here, here, and here. Because <laughs> I poke, like, my arm, my leg, and my head. Sure. It's like, oh, your finger's broken. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There's one, there's one to teach your son. Oh, sounds good. He's old enough for jokes. Surely he'll like that. Right. Is he old enough for jokes? Does yeah. he get jokes yet? Uh, some, I guess. I can't I don't know. I don't know about but... kids. I don't know kids. I don't know when they can get jokes yet. <laughs> Does he appreciate good stand-up comedy yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet. We're working okay. on it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by our awesome friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom are the company that offer uptime monitoring and web performance management and you're more familiar with them than you might think because pingdom are helping to keep your favorite sites running smooth evernote buzzfeed netflix imgur these are just some of the companies that use pingdom and are i'm bet pretty happy with it like us real afm uses pingdom as well because websites they're sophisticated they have made up of many moving parts you've got contact forms e-commerce checkouts logins search functions and so much more and pingdom can check all of these things independently to make sure they're all available and running smooth it pingdom isn't just a binary thing of telling you if your site is up or down they can tell you about all of the little things if things are running weirdly if this part's acting up they care about the important interactions that people have on your site as well as you do and they want you to know if it's working it's easy to get started. Pingdom just needs the URL you want to monitor and they take care of the rest. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you sign up, use the code analog at checkout to get a massive 30% of your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. All right, so... Let's do some uh, Relay of Feels, right? Yes, please. All right, this starts with Adam. Uh, Adam asks... Avid podcast listeners often hear the identical sponsors across many shows. How does one decide which show's discount code to use when buying a sponsor's product? Mike, do you have thoughts about this? I have a I have a personal system on this, which I think is good. I have three different things for you to think about and try. And these are all things that I've recommended to people and things that I do myself because I am also an avid podcast listener who hears sponsors across multiple shows. So that's how the business works, right? that's just that's just the, the nature of our business so these are my th- three things one pick your favorite show i think that's a pretty good thing to do if there's a show that you really love and you want to support it pick your favorite show because it will support the shows that you listen to if you use the, co- the coupon codes because it proves to the advertiser that the advertising advertisement is working so they will advertise again um if you have many favorite children and you can't pick between them all Pick the show that you listened to last that had that sponsorship on it. I think that's a pretty good one to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third, uh, and probably most importantly, always pick analog. <laughs> I am in full support of this. My my third and most important. Uh, but if you can't choose analog or won't choose analog, then either pick your favorite or the show that you last listened to. Do you concur, sir? 100% concur with all three of these, particularly the last one, though. All right, Kate asks, how does your height affect your life or relationships? Would you change it if you could? Uh, Kate writes, I'm 5'2", so I'm well aware of my height through jokes or not being able to reach stuff. But it's useful in other older, smaller places, so I wouldn't want to be taller. Uh, for me, I'm about six foot, give or take an inch, and... I don't. I feel like I'm an average height. Uh, I'm of average height, so I don't think it's really affected my life or relationships that terribly much. That being said, I don't know what it is. It's probably just a personal hang-up, and so now I'm kind of taking this question somewhere else. But in the last six months to a year, I felt like I always used to look at myself as on the taller side. Not to say I'm like a tall man, but on the taller side of your average, you know, dude. And in the last six months to a year, I have felt shorter and shorter with each passing moment. I'll look around and realize I'm looking at everyone in the eyes or looking up at everyone. Now, this was particularly egregious at, at your bachelor party because, uh, you know, you're an inch or two taller than I, if I'm not mistaken. And your youngest mm-hmm. brother, as you said, is several inches taller than me. And I don't know. I just I, I feel like I'm shrinking or something. I know that happens when you get old, old, but I didn't think I was old, old. Anyway, it's just funny. Uh, I think you might have a much better answer for this, though, because Aaron and I are like 
six inches difference maybe um mm-hmm. but you and adina are considerably more than that so how does your height and or your partner's height affect your life or relationship mike so we're gonna we're gonna do some uh i don't know some foley work here because i this is one of those things in which if i get this wrong i'm gonna get in trouble later oh, on oh god okay so bear with me a second adina how tall are you? In feet. No, I need in feet and inches. Meters are no good to me. Mike is inquiring. I hear better better. Okay. So we'll say five foot three. Yeah. Yeah. Because as I said to Casey, he's there. Hi. Hi, Adina. You can't hear me because your headphones are on mic, but hi. I would be in trouble. Oh, my word. Only, only an inch lower. Because I would have said 5'2", but you're clearly 5'3". Oh, 5'2", is fine, but if we went to in the range of fours, then I would have been... Okay. She's 3'9". 3'9", my word. Uh, no. <laughs> She's 5'3". Okay. And I'm and I'm I'm 6'. No, you've got to be a hint. You got to be a hint taller than six foot. You got to be like six. I'm like six six one. Oh yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Because I'm like five eleven six, and you must be to your point. I six hover or between six, six and six one, depending on the humidity. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't being serious. I believe that it could be true. It very well could be true. Anyway, so she is almost a foot shorter. Hmm. I would say it does affect uh, us in t- at times. I wouldn't want Adina to be any taller. Because I think part of what I love about her is her tininess. Like, I think that it's very cute. <laughs> Vertically, you but, mean. Yeah. But uh, I know that it is, like, awkward in many situations, right? You know, like, for us, for our faces to meet, I have to bend down and she has to go on her tiptoes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of just a thing. Um and I, I don't think she would want to be taller either. I think that she's pretty happy with, with her height. But but yeah, it definitely can be uh, awkward in some situations because we are not height matched, but I wouldn't want to change it. Yeah, the only thing that's a bummer between Aaron and me, and like I said, she's, I want to say she's five, six, five, eight, somewhere in that neck of the woods. I always get it wrong. I always flip-flop between five, six and five, eight, and she is not within earshot, so I cannot call down to her. But I think... Having her being a few shorter, a few inches shorter than me is kind of nice. I like that, you know, she can put on, uh, you know, high heels and I'm not like looking up into the sky trying to see her or anything like that, which I think is kind of cool. So I don't know. It's uh, it's just kind of funny how height works, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. My previously aforementioned six foot seven brother, his partner is the same height as Adina. So, oh my. you know, <laughs> these things, these things can be worse. Uh, Julia, she put into, uh, she put into practice the Mike Hurley method of asking for questions in which she envisioned a place. You know, if you remember, you should be listening to this right now, and I want you to think of your Relay of Fields question, and then also think of a place that you're going to be, a place where you're going to, and you put that in your mind, and when you get there, you open up Twitter and you tweet to us the question that you'd like us to answer on a future episode. So this is Julia's. Julia, she got about half of the way there. She, She says, I was on a bus and holding on to a strap, but now I'm sitting down on the tube and can tweet but I forgot my question. So <laughs> thoughts on savings? So this is, so Julia, well, she remembered she needed to answer, ask a question and she did ask a question. So she, she got most of the way there. Uh, savings. So um, I have no savings because I have spent the last two years buying a house and planning a wedding. So <laughs> That'll my do savings it. have gone into that. But once we get out, out of this on the other side, I'm going to start saving. And I'm going to start saving more aggressively than I ever have before because I'm in a position to do that right now. I did uh, very recently set up a new pension for myself. And this is um, from talking to friends. Basically, what we call a pension and the function a pension serves us is effectively what your 401k is for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it is a place where you're going to put money that you'll get when you retire, but it hasn't been marred as a dirty word in the way that pensions have been in the US I think but this is a a, a, you know this is something that I'm paying for myself for from my business 
Um, and it also includes a pot that I have brought in from my previous bank uh, pension. So in the bank, I was paying into a, a fund and they were paying into a fund. And I got to transfer that into now a fund that I have. Um, and I'm going to be putting in, I think, quite a large sum of money every month because there are a bunch of tax benefits for me doing it this way. Um, so that's one way. So I'm going to start saving for my retirement. And then after the wedding, I'm going to start saving a lot more for just life stuff. Yeah, you know, when I first met Aaron, I don't know if I would say I was living paycheck to paycheck, but it was pretty darn close. I had almost no savings. And I was the kind that, you know, the, the reason that was the case was because my expenses were almost equal to my paycheck. It's not like I was spending, you know, and buying myself ridiculous cars or stereo equipment or anything. It's just I, I didn't make a lot of money. Uh, but one thing that Aaron instilled on me in, in me better than anyone I've ever met is the value of saving money. And I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was at least a couple of years later that at one point we I was looking at our finances and I realized, you know, holy cow, we have like six months worth of living expenses just sitting in the bank. And it was such a freeing feeling to me knowing that like, you know, if I get in a car accident and have to pay a thousand dollar deductible, I, I have it. It's just sitting there. And so what you're saying is you could quit your job right now. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Erin <laughs> will be very happy with that with that comment when she hears this. Yes, but, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh no. Okay. Do we want to cover this I now? I found out. I have found out. We're going to get into this later, but not today. But I have recently discovered that your lovely wife is more keen than me even to have you quit your job. Indeed. I. You have, I think, withheld this information from me <laughs> until it was given to me by the party at hand. Because I did not know this because I had always assumed that maybe Aaron was nervous about this and didn't want you to do it. But whether she is nervous or not, that seems to not matter because she really wants you to do <laughs> yeah, it. She's, so she's we're really going to come it. back to this, my friend. Yeah. We're going to come back to this, but I, I figure know. today is not the time for that. We will come back to it. But yeah, so suffice, us to, suffice to say, once once we realized that we had several months worth of savings, and this wasn't a, I mean, it was a lot of money, but it wasn't a ridiculous amount of money by any means. You know, it's, it, this is like, you know, could we survive without, having to make changes for, you know, three or six months. And and the answer at this point was yes. And I feel like my perspective about money changed dramatically just like that, that once I realized it is unlikely for me to be financially ruined because of most things beyond my control, things that you would almost expect to happen, like a physical injury, a car accident, uh, losing my job, in fact. You know, once I realized that, that any of those things would not at least immediately ruin me and that I had a little bit of runway in order to survive, that deeply changed my relationship with money and made me feel unbelievably less stressed about it. That's just me. That may not work for anyone else. But I cannot encourage you enough to do whatever you possibly can to get, you know, a month's worth of savings in the bank. And once you have a month, make it three months. Once you have three months, make it six months. And then at that point, you can start talking about, you know, maybe you put it into the market. Maybe you invest in other ways. You know, I'm not I'm not a financial planner by any means. But all I can tell you is it made my relationship with money considerably healthier once I had a little bit of savings in the bank. And Mike, I wouldn't kick yourself at all for your your particular financial situation right now because it makes perfect sense. But I also completely concur with your thought about um, uh, about saving aggressively once you're through this this kind of dark financial time. Yeah, I'll get there. At some point, I'll get there. We've got some time to go, but, but I'll get there. Uh, last question today comes from Brian. Brian asks, do either of you take special care of your hearing, things like earplugs at concerts or lower volume on your headphones? I'm starting to be scared of how hearing loss could affect my podcast consumption in the future. I will just add to this um, vocal cords. Mm. That's something mm -hmm. that... So I would say my hearing, not particularly, but I don't... Um, I don't really find myself in places where things are really loud um, uh, these days. Like if I'm at a concert, it's typically a large kind of open concert. I'm not standing right by the the speakers or whatever, right? Because I'm not. I mean, even if I was, like, I'm not a be at the front kind of guy. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, I don't frequent nightclubs and stuff like that. And I don't listen to music particularly loud. You know, I might sometimes get to the top level that my AirPods will allow, but that's not crazy loud, really. Um, but that's not a frequent thing. I do care way more about my voice and my vocal cords. Um, and I take, I feel like I should do more for it. And I'm going to get the emails that I always get from professionals in the vocal industry. Now, uh, as I say that I don't do anything to take care of my vocal cords, like (laughs) proactively, but I do like, for example, last week, um, I abstain from going to places where I would need to be shouting really loudly because I know how that makes my throat like ruined and I didn't want that to happen. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what I tend to do more now is I, I try and make decisions based upon keeping these things healthy as opposed to proactively doing anything to prolong uh, their use. Yeah. I, I am terrible about this. I don't do anything for hearing or voice really. I do uh, try to turn down the volume on my headphones slash AirPods when I can but or what 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 I mean by that is like when I think of it, but I don't I wouldn't say I do it terribly often, and I'm just trying to be more cognizant of it. I also don't go to concerts terribly often, only once or twice a year, so I'm not too concerned with it. But it's something that I definitely should probably <laughs> pay attention. To. Definitely should probably uh, I should pay more attention to. Thank you to everybody who submitted a question. Uh, you should right now be either opening Twitter to send a hashtag Relay Your Feels question in or thinking of the place that you're going to be where you're going to send it. We have got lots, but I want to make sure that we keep getting lots um, because I love answering these. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next time. Bye.